Hi, my name is Steve Bartlett, and welcome to Fight Back. Uh, thanks for coming, joining this uh, Wednesday night with me. Um, if a person goes on Facebook, it seems as if everybody is politically on fire, as if every single person in America either totally loves Donald Trump or totally hates Donald Trump and has complete anger against the other people. But in reality, that's just a misconception. Just because people always are posting political things does not mean that most people are political. Most people, in fact, hate politics. Most people are neither completely pro-Trump or completely anti-Trump. It just seems that way because, that, because the people who are really enthusiastic about politics are doing all the posting. But in reality, most people are on the middle ground. Most people may be conservative on some issues and liberal on other issues or moderate. There's a lot of people who are politically naive and really don't follow politics. They care about what's happening in their lives, but they're not watching Rachel Maddow on MSNBC every night. They're not listening to Rush Limbaugh in their car every night. They don't ever watch Fox News. They're just regular people going to work and raising their families. Okay? Now, I know on my show that I've got a lot of people who watch it who agree with everything that I say. They're my fans, and it's a lot of fun preaching to the choir, but it, I have no impact on those people. I know there's a lot of other people who love to fight with me, and no matter what I say, they've been so brainwashed, in my opinion, by the right-wing propaganda machine that no matter what I say or what kind of evidence I present, they will never agree with me. This show is not for either of those two groups. This show, at least most of the shows on Facebook, I'm trying to reach out for those people who either aren't political or haven't yet made up their mind and are open to listening to facts or listening to a different type of opinion and are sickening of hearing all the screaming coming from both sides and all the crap that they read on Facebook. This show is for you. Now what, the, what today's show is about is about the congressional election that's happening here in Pinellas, Pasco County in Florida in a couple weeks. This is, uh, I think it's District 12 for United States Congress. Currently, there are two candidates for United States Congress. For the Republicans, there's Gus Bilirakis. For the Democrats, there's Chris Hunter. And what I want to talk to you today is about the two candidates, okay? So let me talk about Gus Bilirakis, okay? Back in 1982, I was a junior in high school. The Milwaukee Brewers, who might make the World Series for the first time in a gazillion years this year, they were in the World Series in 1982, they lost. Okay, remember 1982? Uh, the album Thriller came out by Michael Jackson. Well, in 1982, a politician by the name of Michael Bilirakis was elected in the 12th District of Florida for United States Congress, a Republican. 
And he was reelected in 1984, 1986, 1988, elections every two years under the Constitution, and they created it that way for a reason. The reason is you're not supposed to be a politician for life. The whole idea is so that we get new blood in there. And if, they don't, and if they're lousy and you don't like them, kick them to the curb and get someone else in there. But our founding fathers did not intend for an entire quarter of a century or half of a century for the same family to hold the same congressional seats. Okay, now I know that 17 elections in a row is pretty excessive. Now, this is a Republican seat, and ever since I've lived in Florida, a Republican has always had that seat. Now, a lot of people voted for Trump because they wanted change. They got sick of the swamp, is what they called it, and they got sick of the same career politicians holding the levers of power. But how can anybody ever expect change if they keep voting the same political people back in the office again and again and again? It's not right that the same family should own the same political seat as if it's their birthright. This isn't medieval Europe when a lord had the manor and all the people worked as serfs for no money, almost like slaves, and the rich few owned the manor, and then when they died, their son became the new lord of the manor, and this went on for a thousand years. That's not the way a democratic republic is supposed to work. So even without talking about Bilirakis and the issues, I have a problem with any family maintaining that amount of power for so long. Now, his opponent is a guy named Chris Hunter. I have never met Chris Hunter, and I did not vote for Chris Hunter in the primary. I supported Robert Tager, who was my guest two times on my show, because I am a progressive, and Robert Tager was a progressive. Now, for any of those who are on the fence about voting for somebody other than Mike Bilirakis, I mean, other than Gus Bilirakis, sorry, I got it mixed up for a second, because they think that the liberal agenda may be too extreme. They don't want a socialist or somebody on the on the ticket let me let you know that chris hunter is not a socialist chris hunter is not an extremist or a left winger uh, the reason why many progressives i know didn't vote for him is because they considered him to be too moderate too right wing for their own taste so if you want to take a chance and vote for a democrat this is the guy for you he's not going to be somebody to the left of Obama. He's to the right of Obama. Um, Chris Hunter was a FBI agent and was also um, a federal prosecutor. So he's a law and order kind of guy. Um, the one reason I actually like Chris Hunter is, is he is like a consumer advocate. One thing that he's actually done is he's fought against Medicaid and Medicare corruption, going against big pharma and all these people who are exploiting the public. So even though as a defense attorney, I'm normally against prosecutors, the fact that he's been actually trying to be a consumer advocate and help against the rich, powerful corporations, I think is a good thing. When we come back after break, I'm going to talk to you about other reasons why I think you should vote for Chris Hunter, and I'm going to go in depth about why you should definitely vote against Gus Bilirakis. See you after the break.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hotlocks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Welcome back. My name is Steve Bartlett. Thank you for joining us on Fight Back. I'm talking about Chris Hunter, who is a congressional candidate for the Democrats and why I think you should vote for him. He is what you would call a blue dog Democrat. He's fiscally responsible. So he is not going to be what the conservatives like to stereotype as being a tax and spend liberal. He likes things like a balanced budget and coming up with pragmatic solutions instead of just opening up the wallet to solve all issues. Um, another thing about Chris Hunter that I think people could like on both sides is that he's actually for protecting the environment. He's been endorsed by both the, the, uh, the former head of the EPA and also by the Sierra Club. So that's another uh, reason why I think he could be a good congressman. He's not too radical and he also believes in new blood. He said that if he was put in the House of Representatives, he would not support Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. Now, I always like Nancy Pelosi, but I agree that it's time for a change. I think it's time for the next generation of politicians to take place. She already had her shot. It's time they let some new blood uh, gain the leadership of the Democratic Party, and I admire Chris Hunter for being for that. The thing about Chris Hunter is that he's for law and order, so if it does come out that Trump committed crimes or his cabinet committed crimes, he's not going to try to bury that for political purposes, but will do the right thing and maintain the Constitution above everything else. But most of tonight, I want to talk to you about Gus Bilirakis. Um, I've met Gus Bilirakis, and I know a lot of people who like Gus Bilirakis. He's a very nice man. But the one thing that he lacks is charisma. I have never met a politician who has had less charisma than anybody I've ever seen in my life. He has no fighting spirit. He has no leadership. I mean, it's really sad to say these things because he's a kind, nice man. But if anyone has ever heard him speak, you would have to come to the, soap con con the same conclusion. Uh, if you go to Google and you do a search as to the debate, and this is the only time he's ever debated since he's become congressman uh, against Chris Hunter, it's sad and actually embarrassing how weak he is as a leadership on the issues, and he gives no sense of confidence. Now, I have conservative clients, and they love me because they know that I fight for them. And that's what people want in a leader. They want someone who's willing to fight for them, not just sit on the back bench and do as they're told. And unfortunately, Gus Bilirakis has the reputation, not just among Democrats, but among Republicans as well, as not having strong leadership abilities. David Jolly, who was also former congressman in Pinellas County, uh, recently said that it's kind of sad because he likes Gus, that he has a reputation among the Republican leadership as somebody who lacks the skills and they don't even understand why he hasn't stepped up as a leader due to how long he's actually been in Congress. But we need a fighter. We need someone who's willing to 
uh, fight for the citizens of Florida instead of doing what they're told. And unfortunately, Gus Bilirakis has a history of doing what he's told by the Republican Party leadership. There's a website called um, Politics That Work that ranks and, and does an analysis of different politicians and how they vote. On the area of whether a politician favors the wealthy or whether they favor the middle class, according to this website, 96.9% of the time, Gus Bilirakis always votes in favor of the wealthy's interest instead of the interests of the middle class. Also, on the issues of favoring laws that expand civil rights for Americans or narrow civil rights for Americans, he votes to narrow civil rights 95% of the time. Okay. There's another website which is more famous called 538, which is probably the most popular website for analysis of politicians. It's bipartisan, and they have studied statistics, and they've concluded that Gus Bilirakis has voted with Donald Trump 97.8% of the time. Okay? Now, liberals would say he's just a shill for Trump. Well, conservatives will say, oh, he's, he's uh, that, that 2% shows that he's a free thinker. I leave that for your own judgment to make your own conclusion. Okay, but let's go specifically about Gus Bilirakis' record. Because I'm not just speculating. If you look at his record, he shows an extreme right-wing agenda on pretty much every issue. Let's talk about his opinion of women. This year, in 2018, for the very first time since he became Congress, he tried to do an outreach experiment to the women in his district. He called it the Women's Summit, and it was a huge embarrassment for him because they had all these breakout groups and topics that he personally thought would be of interest to women, okay? And these interests weren't about health care or how to uh, get equal pay for equal work in the workplace. He had topics like weight loss and vegetable gardening. That's what he thinks the topics that would be interest of his women when they're going to a political forum, that's the kind of mentality he has. It's like he's living back in the 1950s. He's not with it when it comes to women's issues. Now, I might be stereotyping. Maybe he's an old-fashioned kind of guy. But when you're in Washington, sometimes you have to vote for a law. You're either for it or against it. And it pretty much lets everybody knows where you stand based upon the way you vote. Let's look at some of the laws that he voted on concerning women. There's a, a law called the Violence Against Women's Act. This law provided funds for the investigation of violent crimes against women. It allowed for automatic and mandatory restitution for rape victims. It funded the Stalker Reduction Database and federal victim... Uh, assistance programs and sexual assault and counseling for rape victims, okay? It had a hotline for a rape crisis hotline, okay? This is what funded all of those extremely important to women who are victims of crimes. Gus Bilirakis voted against the Violence Against Women's Act. Gus Bilirakis is against a woman's right to choose, even in the most extreme circumstances. He voted against legislation that would provide health services to victims of sexual trafficking. So even if you're multiply raped as a sexual slave, according to Bilirakis, you should not have the right to have an abortion. He voted to defund Planned Parenthood, even though that's where most low-income women get their um, health care. And if you really are against... Um, 
uh, abortion, you should be for Planned Parenthood because that's where a lot of women get their contraceptives. The more women who use contraceptives, the less women who get pregnant, the lower the abortion rate. Gus Bularakis voted against equal pay for equal work for women. Okay? That's how Gus Bularakis feels about women based upon demonstrating his vote in Congress. He's also on economic issues. Like I said earlier, he sides against the middle class almost every time and for the rich on almost every issue. In 2012, the Republican Party, led by Paul Ryan, created something called the Path to Prosperity. And it was an extremely radical bill that even Newt Gingrich, yes, Newt Gingrich, called the plan, quote-unquote, right-wing social engineering. This is what was in the path to prosperity. First of all, it would privatize Social Security. It would create, it would turn Medicare into a voucher program in which if you wanted health, if you were elderly, you would be forced to have to go on the open market and buy health insurance. Can you see an 85-year-old grandmother having to go and try to find out how to buy health insurance instead of it being there for you when you retire at 65? Gus Biller-Rock has voted both of these things, to privatize Social Security and to turn Medicare into a voucher system. And I'll talk to you after this break about other issues that I consider to be too extreme for him to continue as our congressman. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Welcome back to Fight Back. Gus Bilirakis voted again and again to give major tax cuts for the richest Americans at the expense of the middle class. He voted to eliminate the estate tax, which would allow people like Donald Trump to pass on their billions tax-free to their children while raising the taxes on the middle class. Gus Bilirakis voted to replace the income tax with the 23% sales tax. Since 
the majority of the middle class and lower class pay 100% of their income on goods and services, that would account for a 23% tax for them. Well, since rich people don't uh, spend all of their money on goods and services but save a lot of their income, that would grassly reduce their tax rate so that the richer you are, the less of a percentage you pay in taxes, which is the exact opposite of the way our progressive income tax is supposed to be working. This would greatly help the filthy rich and hurt the poor. Uh, Gus Bilirakis voted to terminate the Home Affordable Mortgage Program. Gus Bilirakis voted against the General Motors bailout that sent tens of thousands of jobs in our, in our most important um, car industry. It would have failed if we would have followed Gus Bilirakis' lead. He voted against, in 2007, the regulation of the subprime mortgage industry, which caused our economy to collapse under George W. Bush and the longest recession since the Great Depression. He's one of the causes of that, that because he voted against the regulation of that industry. And then when Obama tried to fix it with Barney Frank, which has kept our society stable and has stopped another crash and helped lead to a recovery, Bill Arrakis voted against Barney Frank. Gus Bilirakis voted against the Children's Health Insurance Program. He voted against giving mental health full equity with, with physical health under the law. He voted to repeal Obamacare but never had any ideas on what we should replace it with. He wants to take away your health insurance without any idea of how you can afford to have affordable health insurance in the future. He just wants to get rid of it because that's what his right wing bosses tell him to do, but he has no plan of how to buck against it. He's also an extremist on social issues. In 2009, Congress passed the Shepherd and Bird Hate Crimes Prevention Act. Okay, Obama signed it into the law. What this did was it turned, if you committed a crime against a person who was gay or handicapped, it turned it into a federal crime, a hate crime. He voted against this law. That law was passed after a person was beaten and tortured to death because he was gay by white supremacists who almost cut off his head as they dragged him behind a truck because he was gay. How could Gus Bilirakis vote against that? He voted against veterans benefits being provided to gay, lesbian, and bisexual veterans of our military. He voted yes to constitutionally define marriage as being between one man and one woman, which has been declared to be unconstitutional. Okay, did you know that it's legally allowed to discriminate against a person in the workplace because of their sexual preference? Legally, you can fire your employees for being gay. That law needs to change, but it never did change. One reason it didn't change is because Gus Villarakis voted no to give equal protection for gay people in the workplace to protect them against discrimination. Remember my episodes about guns that we talked about? Gus Villarakis has got an A rating from the NRA. Not only is he against to any type of regulations restricting assault weapons, but he's against closing the gun show loophole, which prevents people who are felons and people who are insane from having to go through a background check before buying a gun. If you can't get it at the gun store because you got to go through a background check, go to a gun show. This puts guns in the hands of dangerous people and is extreme. Gus Bilirakis is saying that's okay. Gus Bilirakis even voted against making it illegal for those who are on the terrorist watch list from being able to obtain firearms. So if the FBI thinks that you're in danger of being a terrorist or a mass murderer, Gus Bilirakis says you should still be able to buy a gun.
okay? Gus Bilirakis is against science. He's a climate change denier and has always supports big oil over the environment. Uh, the Clean Air Act, there was a bill to try to expand it so that our carbon footprint would be restricted to treat greenhouse gases as something to be regulated by the federal government to try to reduce global warming. Gus Bilirakis voted against that. Okay? He voted against embryonic stem cells research, which would help those people suffering from Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. Okay? This is what Gus Bilirakis believes. It's an extremist right-wing agenda. Okay? Now, a lot of people talk about how Gus Bilirakis is good to our veterans, and I believe he's sincere about how he can cares about our veterans. But if you look at actually what he's done for veterans, it's mostly smoke without very, with very little substance. For instance, if you go to Gus Bilirakis' website, he talks about his accomplishments such as improving the transparency of education opportunities for veterans acts which was introduced by Gus Bilirakis. And if you read what that bill does, it says it directs the VA to develop a comprehensive policy to improve outreach and transparency to veterans by providing information of institutions of higher learning. In English, what that means is it, it tells the VA that they're going to put a drop-down menu on the VI website saying uh, information about uh, colleges for veterans. That's all it does. And that is the crowning jewel that he brags about on his website. Okay? I'm not even talking to you about the scandals and the false advertising because there's enough commercials about that, about Bill Arrakis and how he dropped the ball when coming against drug addiction and the problem with opiates in our country. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me on a new topic on Fight Back.